Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The second biggest school system in the U.S. is Los Angeles Unified School District. We're talking about more than a half million students, 70,000 employees at more than a thousand facilities. Well, this week, school is out. We will stand united, 65,000 members strong. School staffers, including teachers, have gone on strike as part of a multi-day walkout. Yeah, so that is happening right now. Obviously, if you've got kids in the L.A. school district, you're aware of this because you're scrambling to figure out how to deal with that for a week or who knows how long this lasts. We'll have more uh, info on this coming up later this hour. It's a big deal. And looking for a 30 percent wage increase. Good luck. That's a heck of a jump. Of course, that's what you know, you start high. You ever negotiated? But um, uh, it's unfortunate, obviously, for the kids in that they're already behind from the pandemic and we're behind before the pandemic started educationally, socially, developmentally in every single way. That's right. But the unions don't care about the kids. They couldn't give a damn about the kids. So president Biden vetoed his first legislation the other day. It got really inaccurate news coverage. It's uh, people keep calling it complicated. It doesn't seem that complicated to me, but it's really not. Our attention span seems to be so short. You know, we're a, we're a nation of TikTok viewers that if it's not, if it's not obvious what something is in like six seconds and it's to a dance beat, 
people have no interest in figuring out what it is. If there's not a hot chick dancing to it and explaining it in six seconds, nobody's got the patience to stick around and what it is, see what it is. And I'm just highly troubled that the president of the United States has gotten away with his reasoning for the veto. But Joe will explain. Well, he has stated the opposite of what is true repeatedly. And the news media, which is acutely aware of what Jack is pointing out, anything with more complexity than if you drop an object, it will fall. Uh, they just they can't explain it. They don't bother explaining it to you. It's it's like, you know, another great example of this is every damned headline talks about President Trump, who's being indicted for the Stormy yep. Daniels hush money. Right. For paying a porn star right. to keep quiet about an affair. That's not why. No, not at all. So anyway, this is his veto of the uh, new ESG uh, rules that the House, well, actually, both houses passed it that's the on stuff a they, semi-bipartisan that's, basis. That's the stuff they put in Chinese food to make it yummy. No, ESG. that's that's a little different. ESG is actually environmental, social, and governance issues. It's woke investing. It's investing for other than return. It's investing to bring a better new world. Now, what the both houses of Congress has said was, if you're managing a retirement account and you have pledged, you are sworn to being a fiduciary, your one goal is to get the best returns for the the people with their retirement savings invested. Your one goal is that. And if you hire a fiduciary, you count on the fact that that's their legal obligation. So you don't have to research every freaking tiny stock transaction that happens in your you know entire retirement portfolio. Right, exactly. And it protects you from, as we were discussing yesterday, your investment manager from deciding to prop up his uncle's company or his cronies or his college roommates or he's like a dedicated, I don't know, Hare Krishna. And so he funnels money into these alleged investments that are secretly supporting the Hare Krishna people. Well, if if he's taken a fiduciary pledge, he's busted. He's in serious. He will never do business again. But now with this ESG stuff being introduced, now they can go off on whatever lark they want. And you don't get it. You don't get a, a say. Now, the important, now, I think it's clear. It's really important to remember. Hopefully you remember from school or the. Uh, the old schoolhouse rock thing, if you're old, I'm just a bill. Yeah, I'm only a bill, how that whole thing works. It had to pass the Republican-led House and the Democrat-led Senate. And it was bipartisan in both. Mm-hmm. It had to pass right. both of those to get to Joe Biden's desk. So that's worth knowing. And again, the statement Biden put out a couple of days ago, I just vetoed my first bill. This bill would risk your retirement savings. That's wow. the opposite of what is true. That is 180 degrees from what is true. And that was the first line of his explanation that the corporate media just ran with. It would risk your retirement savings by making it illegal to consider risk factors MAGA House Republicans don't like. Your plan manager should be able to protect your hard-earned savings whether Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene likes it or not. Here is their argument. So lack of social justice. And climate change, they risk your investments because they'll bring a nasty world down the, li- down the line. So it's important that your investment managers can support anti-climate change uh, technologies and the rest of it or support Black Lives Matter. 
and invest in their causes because that will bring a better world and you'll have better investment results. Uh, yeah, says me. How about you just go for the best returns you can? So a, uh, a fiduciary who in the past would have had to say, yeah, I'm not going to put any money in Rivian because I don't think that's going anywhere, the electric car company. Looks like GM's going to have a good year. I'll put the money in GM. Now could say electric cars are the future, and they're very important from the planet. I think Greta Thunberg right. is right. It's getting too hot out there. Uh, we're we're going to put the money in Rivian because that's important and not in General Motors. And they could get away with that because you can use climate reasons or they hire more transgender people at that company or whatever reason great example yeah uh you could take our word for it and you should or we could sprinkle in a few more comments like a presidential candidate to tech genius vivek ramaswamy said the fact that biden's first veto is about promoting esg reveals the problem this isn't the invisible hand of the free market it's the invisible fist of the government don't call don't fall for their trick Author uh, Charles Smith, who wrote the book Lying by Omission, wrote, quote, The bill was about ending ESG, the practice of disenfranchising investors and pensionists and empowering managers to pursue their own ideological goals instead of following their fiduciary obligations. And, and Biden vetoed that bill. Uh, uh, Tommy Piggott, who's uh, part of the GOP, said, The people who manage your retirement savings should have only one thing to consider, your retirement security. Once again, Biden is prioritizing far-left special interests over the economic well-being of the American people. Tom Cotton says, Joe Biden's first veto as president, letting retirement fund managers prioritize ESG scams over the best-performing investments. Why is he playing games with working people's retirement money? Again, the uh, first sentence of Joe Biden vetoing the bill and his explanation was, this bill would risk your retirement savings. No, that you're, you're, you're risking my retirement savings. I was comfortable my, with my retirement savings before. And then his last line of, your plan manager should be able to protect your hard-earned savings. Yeah, he should. Whether Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene likes it or not. And then presenting it as if it's some sort of crazy MAGA... Marjorie Taylor Green thing to right. only want to invest in corporations that look like they're going to have the best return on investment. That is so misleading. Oh, yeah. And nobody dishonest. I saw this nowhere outside like a National Review podcast. Again, to put it very plainly, Mike Braun of Indiana, who was behind the bill that got vetoed, President Biden issued a rule that allows money managers for retirement accounts to use ESG as a reason for an investment. Previously, fiduciaries had to invest based on the best rate of return. My bill stuck, struck down the Biden rule with a bipartisan vote in both chambers. And it's probably worth noting, if you want to invest in ESG-oriented funds, mutual funds, retirement accounts, whatever, you can. Of course you can. Anytime you want, every damn dime you make, that is your right. This is about fiduciaries who swore to get you the best retirement account can now work in their pet causes or their uncle's solar company under the freaking law. And so, at the end of next year, if your uh, if your retirement account only made two percent and everybody else has made fifteen percent or whatever the numbers would be, your man or woman might say, "Yeah, but we invested in some very important corporations that are going to make the world a better place in a in a hundred years." 
Right. Maybe you care about that and feel free to. I don't. <laughs> um, we invested half your money in anti-racism, Inc. Yeah, exactly. Oof. And you have no recourse because what was against the law last year is legal this year. Hey, uh, super smart people or financial advisors, is there anything we're getting wrong about this? Because it frightens the hell out of me. It frightens the hell out of Joe Manchin, Democrat from Virginia. Um, uh, text line 415-295-KFTC. I would love to hear from anybody on this. But this is a tr- Or if you'd like to email mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I mentioned that because I went through all of the email, the hundreds of emails from yesterday to make sure there was nothing we were missing. Right. Not a single note of dissent. Not only is it troubling that he vetoed a bipartisanly approved piece of legislation when you've got each party in control of one chamber. I mean, that's really troubling. The news coverage on it is disturbing. It's disgusting. Nobody at NBC News or ABC News or anywhere or NPR, because I heard a long thing on NPR, had the slightest idea what it was about. Or, or pretended that they didn't. Or they, maybe you, are, are all these people, of course, a lot of them are really young. And when you're young, you're by definition not that wise. Um, child. Maybe they actually think it's great. No, I want my financial person to invest in uh, anti-racist green companies, regardless of the fact that I could make way more money or might lose money this way. Well, and if you believe that's going to save humanity and save the planet, why would you offer a coher- co- coherent a cogent, a perhaps persuasive set of the other side's arguments in your news report. That's the last thing you would do, particularly if you've been convinced by your professors at Columbia School of Journalism or NYU or whatever, or Harvard, if you've been convinced that to to report the counter-arguments would be stupid. Objectivity is dead in journalism. It's not the goal. The goal is to persuade. So, of course, you leave out the counterarguments, which happen to be bipartisan and extremely compelling. Yeah. If I was 23, I could see I could make that argument. No, this will be good. More money will go into these green companies, which will then make money because they'll have so much money. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. Uh, again, text line 415-295-KFTC. Japan defeated the United States in the World Baseball Classic. We'll play the final call in Japanese coming up. I hate hearing. I'm glad they're an ally now. I watched Never forget. the national but, humiliation unfold, Jack. Oh, so we'll have uh, full team coverage. Absolutely. <laughs> Got that coming up, among other things. Stay with us. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. just like your opinion man that was the final call from the japanese announcer obviously of japan defeating the united states in the world baseball classic mike trout one of the world's greatest baseball players strikes out to end the game at the hands of the monster the unicorn the miracle shohei otani aren't they teammates who turned on his adoptive country and his teammate yeah to defeat the united states Japan's better than us at baseball? Well, the guys Japan fielded are better than ours at baseball. And I will tell you this, having watched the national humiliation last night. (laughs) Our lineup. I think think we retake Okinawa. Wow. We kind of, we got a base there. Isn't that enough? Um. So, uh, yeah, I watched yesterday. And our lineup, uh, our, our defensive lineup was great. Um, our hitters were terrific, but our pitching, you know, who started the, the world championship game of the world baseball well, Congress or whatever the hell it's, it's called. It's confusing because we have a national championship. We call the world series. So oh, when you go stupid. to, when you go to name the actual international contest, you're, uh, you know, the best name is taken. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, so who do we run up, uh, uh to the mound? For our starter for the ultimate world championship game, Merrill Kelly, who's kind of a journeyman starter for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's the kind of guy who'll generally come out and give you four quality innings, Jack. As the announcer said last night, he doesn't get a lot of swing and misses, but he's a he's a steady starter. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He doesn't get a lot of swing and misses. Have you ever pitched? Have you ever watched a baseball game? That's kind of a thing. <laughs> So the long and short of it is we got a lot of great position players who thought, hey, this would be a good tune-up. Some good intense games for me to get ready for the regular season. But the pitchers all thought, nah, I'm going to protect my arm. So your your Justin's Verlander, your Clayton's Kershaw, your your Sergers, your Scherzers, deport them all. That's what I or put them in Gitmo for r- refusing to help the national team. 
We had we had mediocre pitching because they're traitors to their own country. Right. Put them in Leavenworth. <sighs> at disgusting. least at least tap their phones. That's probably being done already, judging from a couple of stories that have come out recently. But so Donald Trump has truthed out something about the possible indictment happening today. Maybe we get into that. There's another completely different case that got some air yesterday, according to ABC News. So we should probably alert you to that. And that one is the possible indictment around the classified documents they found at his home. So um, we might have both of those going on simultaneously. You know what I wish there was? I wish there was a way to forcibly, enthusiastically fight back against all of the injustice that's been directed at Trump world, but not advocate for him as president. Know what I mean? We'll bring you up to speed on what he said and what ABC News is reporting about a completely different case, and then we'll move on. We'll just bring you the headlines, all right? He has not been arrested yet And then we'll be a promise. He's not going to be arrested. That's not going to happen. You don't think? Stop it. You don't think he's going to be marched through the streets in handcuffs? (laughs) I doubt it. Shame. Shame. And Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. breaking developments involving the special counsel's investigation into Trump. 
Sources telling ABC News a federal judge has determined that the special counsel has presented compelling evidence that Donald Trump may have broken the law in his handling of classified documents found at Mar-a-Lago. The special counsel making the case that the former president allegedly misled his own lawyers when he had them declare that all classified documents were turned over. Tonight, what we've learned, what this could now mean. So that was ABC Evening News last night. They have a source that was repeating what was in the sealed uh, document that the special counsel has. They must be the only person with a source because the NBC Evening News had nothing on it. They had nothing on the story practically anywhere else. There's practically nothing on the story today. So only ABC's reporting that that one, the whole he's in trouble for classified documents at his home case, might be moving forward all of a sudden at exactly the same time that he gets indicted on the uh, the campaign money thingy Stormy Daniels story. You know that whole one. You don't like the term arrested. Everybody used arrested. Trump himself used arrested. He's Like I said yesterday, he'll, be, he'll, he'll for a while be technically arrested and that he would not be allowed to leave. But it's not like you're what you normally think of as an arrest. All no, right, hands behind your back, up against the wall. He'll show up and turn himself in. Yeah. If, if it happens at all. And I'm, I still think it's possible cooler heads are going to prevail and realize this is garbage, this Stormy Daniels-related charge. The New York Times did a thorough talking to different lawyers looking at it in which they made it sound more likely. I wonder, though, if they just didn't get tremendous pushback from their newsroom and their readership, having said last week, and everybody's been quoting this. This is a novel idea that nobody's ever tried before in a bit of a stretch. The New York Times yeah. is saying that. And I'll mm-hmm. bet they got a lot of bet they got a lot of heat for that. Anyway, Trump has truthed out this. Uh, about is a half that like peace out? Truth, truth out. That's uh, it's what you do if you don't tweet and you've got your own company, you truth. Yeah, that's it's trying too hard. But anyway, that name, it just it's annoyed me from the beginning. But go on. Every article I read. I mean, if I truth, I am a giraffe. That's not the truth. I'm not a giraffe. <laughs> every article I read, every show I watch, even the so-called haters say that President Trump did nothing wrong. There is no crime here. A lot of them do. As Biden would say, no, I mean it. I'm not kidding. The crime would be if I get charged. Uh, there's a fair amount of talk that the indictment thing will happen today, and then he'll show actually show up next week. And they'll figure out the, how you do that when you got Secret Service involved and everything. But that's that. Oh, one other thing I wanted to mention about the presidential election just while we're, we're going to come it. back to that, okay. that uh, the quote in a minute. But go on. Uh, I was reading this um, Mark Halpern's uh, political newsletter today. I thought this was striking from a pretty cynical guy who's been following presidential politics for a long time. Every four years during my career as a political reporter, I've heard colleagues say and strategists predict that this cycle will be the most negative campaign of all time. I've always taken that about as seriously as presidential candidates saying that this is the most important election of our time. 2024 might be the cycle in which both are actually true. Wow. Going to be the wow. most negative campaign we've ever seen. And this might be the most important election of our time, given what's going on with China and uh, using politics to go after candidates and uh, Saudi Arabia and you know, all the different things that are happening. Right. Right. So I I wish I'd spend a lot of time figuring out in what order to lay this out, because it all makes sense in my head, but I'm I'm, I'm struggling with how to present it. So you get that quote from Trump on his uh, truth social media, talking about how even people who, who, what did he say, hate Trump, 
mm-hmm. agree that the, these charges are a joke. And that's uh, it's, he's absolutely correct. I, I without reservation, I uh, agree with him. This is such a ridiculous stretch. Uh, the classified document stuff. I don't know. It's, there's a lot to it. I don't really want to get into it. But the key to that one is they're saying his lawyers were being honest. He lied to his lawyers. I don't know. Is that a particular crime? Lying to your lawyers? I don't know what that is. Yeah, well, it's there's got to be an underlying offense. Um, otherwise, you can lie to your lawyers all day long. Well, he had classified documents. I don't think anybody's... Right, uh, yeah. Can, but if you lie to your lawyers, I guess that could be obstructing justice. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not I'm not even worried about that classified documents thing. As, as we've discussed, I don't, I'm not sure there's anybody in America who thinks our nuclear secrets are at risk or anything like that. It's just guys keeping paperwork or mementos oh. or whatever. Mike freaking Pence had classified documents. And Biden in like four different homes. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think anybody's legitimately concerned. Uh, I'll jump to my conclusion first, and then I beg you to hang with me. And some of you will disagree, but that's perfectly fine. And feel free if you'd like to drop us an email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com or a text 415-295-KFTC explaining what we're missing or or whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, thank you, Chairman Xi, for the bat fever. Um, it's my belief that Trump running for president, the presence of Trump as the so-called leader of the Republican Party, just his dominating of the headlines is a huge positive for the woke crowd, for the Biden liberals, for those who would pervert our retirement accounts and put ESG in there, who would do all the things you hate, including some of the things I'm going to bring up. Because as long as you have Trump on the scene, he is this giant focal point and smokescreen. You know, the fact that I don't think he can win is another topic, and, and I'm not crazy about the guy in a number of different ways. But he makes it impossible to pick apart their arguments because it always come back, comes back to Trump. At the same time, I know a lot of you see Trump as the real warrior against the stuff you hate. And he's been a hell of a warrior. Absolutely true. Here's something for you. You're going to just love this. You remember in the wake of January 6th, and Jack and I talked a fair amount about how it was ugly and unforgivable. Nasty. But we also pointed out y'all permitted political violence over and over and over again. An entire summer, every city in America. Hell, you encouraged it. You had nasty, angry people uh, trying to terrorize Judge Kavanaugh's family, for instance. And you not only permitted it, you encouraged it. You just allowed political violence to run wild in the streets. And then when it came from the right, you acted like you just couldn't believe it. And you were all butthurt and wounded. And what's happened to America? Just unbelievable dishonesty. Well, listen to this. You remember those George Floyd riots? where people were allowed to smash, burn, loot, assault cops, kill retired cops, cause all sorts of physical damage? Well, Philadelphia has agreed to pay nine and a quarter million dollars to more than 300 people who were rioting and looting and the rest of it and said the cops were too mean to them. Philadelphia is not going to bring justice. They're going to hand out a bunch of money to anybody 
who was involved in those riots who said, yeah, a cop pushed me to the ground. How much? New York City. It's a total of nine and a quarter million to 343 plaintiffs. Wow, that's a lot of money. New York City. They're planning to compensate protesters from the George Floyd riots with $21,500 each in a new settlement. Each member of the class action suit, plus an additional $2,500 to those who were issued desk appearance tickets. So virtually anybody who got arrested and was then given a ticket is going to get thousands of dollars of taxpayer money for them being inconvenienced or handcuffed or pushed to the ground or what have you. That's the nature of governance in America right now. That's the great blind uh, lady, uh, blindfolded lady justice. So political violence on the left gets rewarded. Unsighted. Political violence on the right. She's not literally blind. She's blindfolded. She's oh, effectively okay. blind. She's Handy, been blinded. Handicapped. Well, right, exactly. Political violence on the left is encouraged and rewarded. On the right, it is condemned and howled at. Yeah. And honestly, our stance around here is that it ought to be condemned and howled at, but on both sides, okay? So you hear that news, and I hear a lot of you cussing at your dashboards or, you know, into your, your, your air buds or whatever as you're listening to the show. And you're thinking, that's it, you blankers. I just want to hit you in the mouth, (laughs) metaphorically, politically speaking. You're pissed. You're frustrated. Right. How about somebody who's crude and nasty and beats the hell out of these self-righteous punks? And calls you liars. So when you get 48 hours... And that person is Donald J. Trump to a lot of folks. When you get 48 hours of an incredibly dishonest or poor coverage of the presidential veto... Having a candidate who's willing to point at the media in the back of the room and say, look at all those liars back there. Yeah, you bunch of blanking liars. Feels kind of good. You suck. You're the enemy of the people. Feels great. <laughs> right. But because I'm a calm fella, got some gray in my, my hair, I've raised some kids, I've seen some stuff. I'm here to tell you the stuff you believe in is better advanced by moving on to a new generation. Now, some of you disagree, and that's fine. That's perfectly fine. I don't mind it. I don't resent it. Um, But I feel like the left is winning the messaging wars because the president, the the, the lying, octogenarian, senile president, and pulling off his ESG investing scam, through Marjorie Taylor Greene up there and MAGA Republicans and the rest of it, and nobody asks any questions. They're like, oh, oh, it's those evil people. I see. Okay, no problem. I just think it's a smokescreen. Anyway, you do you believe what you want to believe. Just saw some amazing polling about people's views of, call it woke, call it PC culture, whatever. Maybe we could hit that stuff next. Also came across some other amazing stats about Cars. I guess it's hard to sell a car right now with interest rates because people aren't used to having to pay six percent oh. on a car. You got people got used sure. to two percent. Well, didn't we hear that the average house payment is half again higher now? Yeah, well, wait the hear same house. The average car payments now, um, uh, and a bunch of stuff on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty.
you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Americans spent nearly $14 billion last year while shopping drunk. (laughs) I hope this only refers to online shopping. No one should be blackout drunk in the middle of a Home Depot, you know? Now look, here's what I'm going to say. Sometimes drunk me likes to get sober me a little gift. (laughs) And when a giant slip and slide shows up along with 10 super soakers, I'm like, wow. He gets me. (laughs) I mean, I will say, online shopping is way better than the things we used to do when we drank too much. Like, in our 20s, it was like, oh, God. Oh, God, I got smashed. I texted my ex last night. And now we're like, oh, God, I blacked out and ordered a milk frother from Amazon. (laughs) I I love the idea of drunk me, got sober me, a little something. It's really quite generous. Sober me is too uptight and won't ever have any fun. Drunk me said, sober me deserves a milk frother for some fancy coffee. You're under a lot of pressure lately, sober me. You need to relax. (laughs) You know, just one tip from a guy who's occasionally had a couple of cocktails and done some online shopping. If it's not clear to you whether the order went through or not, it probably did. (laughs) So you don't end up getting... Unless you want two of whatever. (laughs) It probably did. God, I'm fortunate that I quit drinking really before, well, not really, but completely before uh, smartphones hit. So I missed out on most of texting and all of online shopping and stuff like that for real, like handheld, you know, just laying there in bed. And so (laughs) I'm sure I would have bought lots of stuff. (laughs) I love the idea of it, though. Yeah, man, it's easy to do. Every single store. Not only in the mall, but in your imagination, is at your fingertips. Right. 
Right. You want clothes. You want sports stuff. You want jewelry. You want kitchen stuff. And you, you don't, want medical aids? Do you want marital aids? Do you want art supplies? Do you want sand toys? It's all there. Sure. And if you, uh, you know, you make your credit card payments on time, they just keep raising your limits. I mean, so you've got you've got a, quite a chunk of money, no matter who you are, really, at your disposal if you want to be unwise. Even, even being sober for something about late at night, just like the rules don't even seem to quite the gravity doesn't seem to be the same shopping there's just something about it well you're kind of alone and in the dark and nobody can see i think that factors in doesn't feel quite real just like in corden said it shows up oh yeah i decided to order that the other day what was i thinking again um that's pretty funny though drunk me decided to get sober me a little gift speaking of clothing (laughs) How Biden's new washing machine regulations could ruin laundry day for you. Stay tuned. Wow. And that kind of fits in with the whole gas stoves going away, right? Uh, Yes. Yeah. Get ready to smell bad. That's the short version. I beat you to it. <laughs> um, that's You're not, ahead of your time. It's not actually true. I'm kind aggressive of a, scent. I'm a stickler for being clean. I'm going to work on that with my teenage son, who's kind of new to oh, the uh, kind of new to the idea of the efforts one has to put into cleansing oneself because when you're a little kid you don't have to worry about it but you cross a line at some point where you do have to worry about it well i've known you for decades and your bona fides is being fresh as a daisy or unassailable thank you um speaking of spending money though the average car payment for a used car and a new car are numbers that i would have thought are like you 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 shouldn't do that you shouldn't buy a car if your payment's going to be that Get a different car. The average used car payment now is five fifty one a month. Mm. Buying a used car, which would have been unthinkable not very long ago. The average new car payment is $731. That wow. was like you're a rich person who makes not particularly good decisions or you have a lot of money not very long ago. The average, that's up 32%. Up a third from 2019. Moving up. Wow. So it's gone up a third just from 2019. Well, yeah, a $731 car payment used to seem outrageous. Now it's Sure, the you average. got a BMW 7 Series. You're a rich guy, and you keep it for a couple of years, that sort of thing. Yeah, now it's the average. Average used car payment, $551 a month. You add that into what gas costs and what groceries cost? God dang it, it's not surprising so many people are paycheck to paycheck. Wow. Expectations are such a powerful force in politics and economics, and we have just come out of an era where interest rates were kept artificially low. I mean, and and I think most of you get this, but the idea that interest rates were hovering around zero for the better part of a decade is so crazy. It's so unprecedented in all of human history. And so we got years and years of getting used to that. And, you know, principal times payments, you know, with the interest rate equals, you know, your payment. Um, we got used to just wildly artificially yep. low payments. So I remember you and I have been discussing for the last several years, the year average uh, new car price has gone from like $33,000 to sixty nine in, you know, a, a fairly short amount of time. And, and, and it seemed shocking, but it was because of the artificially low interest rates. Almost nobody pays cash for a car. So now we're we're coming off of that low interest rate coke bender 
and, and dealing with the reality of it. And some are dealing with it better than others. I mean, the only sane thing to do is to scale back the price, and therefore probably quality of your car, by about a third. Right. Yeah, unless and, you're wealthy. Well, yeah, yeah unless, well, unless if you're wealthy, all, none of the stuff matters. Then who but, cares? Yeah. Um, but uh, unless you got a raise, no, you're right. You need to scale back the car you're going to buy by a third to stay in the same situation you were before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless, and in at the uh, you know, Dave Ramsey might send his lawyers over here and bust us for working his side of the street. Uh, unless your specific needs for your vehicle have changed significantly. Why would you devote 30% more of your income to it? It's the same need fulfilling the same, you know, well, it's the same product fulfilling the same set of needs. So it ought to occupy the same percentage of your income. Well, that gets into the weirdness about cards. A lot of what cars fulfill is our need to feel a certain way about ourselves. If it was just to get to school and back with a certain number of people, we would buy much differently. Um, If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.